Welcome to episode 62 of the Facing the Future podcast. It's your boy Mills. It's your boy Shane. It's your boy, man. Some moose was good. What's good, man? What's good? What y'all been up to? It's, it's, it's been a nice few days. We on this nice um, Monday morning for all the listeners that are tuning in, going to work. Um, on the walk, walking their dogs, already at work, tuning into us like they do every Monday. But what you guys been up to? A, a eventful week's been happening since the last time we uh, recorded. Um, and I got some words for Moose. You know what I'm saying? Moose, Moose, you was talking crazy about KD last week. Crazy about KD. And what he do when they called it a legacy game, he stepped up and he did what he had to do. What did he call him? The Slim Reaper? And that's what he did. He took Giannis out. He took the Bucks out. So what do you have to say about that? You was out there talking all that work. And now KD's like, Moose, what you, what you got to say? What you got to say? I mean, I say nothing crazy because I want KD to sign us to his podcast label. Good job, KD. Oh, no, 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 no. He would have, now he would have backtracked. Now he would have backtracked. Now he would have backtracked. No, I'm, not back, I'm, not, I'm not even backtracking. Like, my thing is, you know, once again, KD, I really want to sign to you. So don't take offense to this. This means absolutely nothing in the grand scheme of things. But um, nah, it, um, my biggest thing is that I mean, obviously, I was joking. I know KD's great, but my thing was just that it's just the fact of like, you're you're a great player. I get it. KD's whole spiel is not to overstress himself, but also what you gotta understand is that when it comes to athletes, you gotta you gotta overcome something. And for me, like KD's rings, like yeah, like he got rings, but I don't really think about the fact that he had rings. You know what I'm saying? It's like it wasn't memorable. You know what I'm saying? Like. And that's why it's nah, like definitely. Look, you know what I'm saying? Like, yeah, yeah, like, I mean, I, 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 I have to disagree. I don't want to cut you off. I have to disagree. There's one, there's why? one championship that I think was memorable. It was, it might have been um, number two that he got at Golden State when he pulled up Le, at LeBron on LeBron um, in Cleveland, like between half court and three point line. And everybody's like, that was dang. The first one. Oh, that, okay, that was the first one then. I, I get mixed them up. So the first one, and everybody's like, is this the changing of the guard? Remember that? That was a whole, yeah. it was a whole thing for the whole summer. Like, is KD the top player in, in the league? And he never kind of really took over those reins, not saying that he's not an elite player, but he never really separated himself as the top guy in the league. But his performance the other night has a lot of people thinking otherwise. What was your thoughts, Shane? Because I know we, we talked about it a lot. So I want to hear what your, your take was on, 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 on the game first and then just where you rank it in playoff performances that you've seen. Uh, it was definitely one of the all-time good performances because it was a triple-double. And he was responsible for, I think, 74 of the team's points. I mean, he was he was incredible. He was on fire. You know what I mean? It was it was like um it's crazy to see that kind of shit because like you don't realize how hard how hard that is, right? When especially when you see them throwing all everything they can throw at you defensively, you know what I mean? So it was definitely an all-time good performance. And he showed up when he had to. I mean, he was down, Kyrie was hurt, James Harden clearly was wasn't himself coming back for his first game from that hamstring. Not in shape. You can see him, uh, James Harden hobbling around. And uh, KD took over. He took over. He put the team on his back. And that's what you expect a superstar of that caliber to do in situations like that. Right? That's why you get paid. That's why you said that's why you get paid the big bucks. Right? And honestly, another aside to that thing was I was surprised Giannis, the defensive player of the year, wasn't checking him most of the time. Oh, I was that's, about to say the same thing. Say you like, know what I'm saying? They didn't throw anything that they had at him defensively. My problem with the Bucks is that the Bucks <sighs> – that's my actual problem with Giannis. Like the problem where it's like people feel like KD didn't grab the mantle. I don't feel like Giannis is actually trying to grab the reins of saying I'm the best player. You know what I'm saying? Like can't be the best like, player. No, like think, actually think about when you watch Giannis. Like it's not that he's 
bad, but he don't feel special. You get what I'm saying? Like when you watch him, you don't feel like you watching somebody like, damn, this guy is special. Like he, he, he got no fillet package, no fillet yeah, package. He, he has it's no bag. It's not even about a bag. It's not even about a bag. Like when you look at Shaq, you're like, yo, Shaq is different. You know what I'm saying? When you see Embiid, you like, you know what? Embiid is special. He has dominance down there, down in the post, right? But when you watch Embiid, you kind of feel like he just there. You get what I'm yeah. saying? Giannis. Like Giannis, yeah. You just kind of feel like he just no, nah, because like, like it's like he doesn't have any sort of like moves. Like 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 you said, Shaq was Shaq was known for being you. He was giving the ball. He just drop step and dunking. You know, dunk what I'm on you. Yeah, Embiid yeah. is just Embiid. Is gonna give you that work and he's gonna he gonna pull up on you, he's gonna give you that, you know, that 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 Hakeem the dream post work. You know what I'm saying? Giannis doesn't have anything. Like you see him on the key when he goes to one and one, and like he doesn't ha- like this is no so like it's no quick twitch or like he look, no he look like, like he look like moose when he played 2K. That's what he look like, like, like moose like when he played say, 2K. Like they say, all he does is he just literally puts his head down and tries to go to the cup. That works in a regular season when you can run up or down the court, motherfuckers ain't chasing you. But when it slows down in the half court, it's like he's kind of ineffective. That's that's what I was gonna yeah. say. And then and the thing that that um he's a more aggressive me. Ben Simmons. I'll put it that way. Yeah, the thing that irritates me as well is like remember two years ago, two or three years ago when he put the crown on himself on his head, talking yeah, about he was like, the top guy in the league. And how are you the top like guy that. in the league when you when yeah, you're not built like that. When it's clutch time, you're not guarding the top guy. Fourth quarter, you're not guarding the top guy. You got P.J. Tucker. You know what I'm saying? P.J. Tucker was a rocket for a long time, so I got a lot of respect for him and just the, those style of play because you know me. I'm I'm same type of player, you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. But <laughs> but yeah. when it comes down to, <laughs> when it comes down to clutch time and, and, you're, and you're supposed to be the defensive player of the year, why are you not guarding the top guy? And then and then to come on to come on social media the next day, I want the challenge of guarding KD. You should have had the challenge of guarding KD one through five. Why are you not guarding him one through five when a chip is on the line? You know what I'm saying? Because You're supposed to be in the first two games, he couldn't do shit with KD. KD was killing him. Cooking he was him. Killing him. Cooking killing him. him. Big chicken. Big Z. Yeah. Big whatever you want to call it. That's you know what I'm saying? Problem. That's my biggest problem with Giannis, bro. I just don't. I just don't get it. He just doesn't do anything effective. Like he just he talks a lot of trash in the regular season, and then he does postseason come, and it's just like, yo, you really not anything, bro. Like it just irritates me. Like Giannis, is it safe to say to that he's not a one? Like he's yes. like a top guy. Yeah, I think on the team, he's not a number one guy on the team. No, I'll say, not. I'll say on the championship contender. He can be, he can be, he can be a number one, but he, I feel like it's the same, it's the same thing as like Russell Westbrook. Like you can be a number one a team, but you'll make the playoffs, but you're not going to get a chip if they're the top. But that's, that's not a true number one. Cause I feel like a number one is a guy that could take you home. KD's I mean, a number one. You know I mean, what I'm saying? Yeah. I, I see what you're saying. Number one. I see what you're saying. Dame's a number one. You know what I mean? We're not those are guys that you us. know in, in the clutch time. Those are guys, you know, that are going to get you a bucket when you, when you need somebody to put, the, when you need somebody to carry you, home in the fourth quarter those are those those are the real number ones in the league i don't think Giannis has that uh has that let me ball. let me not put russ in that category like to, like moose said let me not put russ in that category that but, russ, it's not but, even his fault it's, it's not his fault but at the same time like yeah russ he has his stats don't get me wrong he plays hard all that stuff but when it comes to winning the championship and trying to and try to get to that next level can you trust him to be your number one guy to lead you down but, to the championship but on that team deals the number one but on that you, team, I put Bradley Bill could take you home if you need him to, right? Bill, if you build that team, I'm not saying exactly, but if you build that team the same way that they built the Clippers in, in terms of you put athletes around Russ, you put athletes and shooters around Russ, he'll win a chip. That's just a problem. 
You don't they don't get them true athletes and true shooters. I, the only I, don't, per- I don't think I don't think that team should be built around Russ. That team mm-hmm. should be built around Russ. I'm not saying build it. I'm, I'm I'm not saying that in a sense of right now. I'm saying in a sense of if you gave Russ his own team. Oh, you know I got you. I got you. I got you. Yeah, because it's you, like the Clippers are built. They're hella athletic. You know what I'm saying? A lot of them niggas have clutch shots. You know, they all have a crazy amount of wings. Like Russ is not going to do everything by himself, and you need niggas that at the end of the day can rely on certain things in order for Russ's deficiencies to end up not showing the way that they do. Fourth quarter is not Russ's time. Like defensively. Barely offensively, you know what I'm saying. So you need <laughs> niggas. You need niggas that are gonna like, like I guess, close in on those deficiencies. Like someone like um, Markeith Morris or Marcus, whichever one of the Morris twins. I think he'll be great on 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 um on the Wizards. I think that if you gave him, yeah, just give him athletic people. But at the end of the day, yeah, because the, the Morris twins, the Morris twins, they be they be they're good role players. I'll give you that. They definitely are good role yeah. players without a doubt, and they can knock down shots when they need to. Um, and they defend. I definitely agree. Let's keep it on the Eastern Eastern Conference for a little bit longer because I just wanna I just wanna get your guys' thoughts with all these injuries happen. Um, Harden, as we saw, his leg is basically he has like a peg leg out there running around, can't really do much. Um, Kyrie's down. You know what I'm saying? So, um, do you think KD can lead? the Nets to, to the finals. Do you think he has what it takes to, to take him all the way to the finals? He better because Giannis is not good. Giannis is not Giannis. You are not good in Nigeria, bro. You're not good in Nigeria. I don't want to hear none of <laughs> y'all, y'all don't claim him. He's, he's only Greek. He, he's Greek. He's not, you know, he's Greek. That's it. He's not good in Nigeria, bro. Niggas a cupcake. Anyway, <laughs> continue. Lip continue. noodle biscuit. Bro, he's not nice, son. No bag. Like, Anybody that I know that's from Nigeria will look at him crazy. He's not built for tough. Send that nigga back to boarding school in Nigeria, son. Him and his brothers. Um, Yo, this man uh, is wild. Um, I, <laughs> Yo. Uh, nah, no, no cat, no, no cat. He said no, no cat. No, no cat. He do, he do, like, is the reason that his brothers got contracts in the league, though. No, that's like. Real I, mean, I mean, you can't knock it. I'm not. Ne- I'm not gonna hate on that. I'm never gonna hate on it. Especially, I'm not gonna hate on that. Either, I'm never gonna hate on that. that especially but their background. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like helping yeah. his brothers. That's what it's about. You know what I'm saying? We can't sit here and praise Levar Ball for getting all his sons the way sure. they are, and then and then not um, Giannis for having getting his family to where they are. You feel me? So yeah, but Lonzo and Lamelo are starters. Oh, facts, nice. facts. But his his no. one brother, the one brother on the Bucks, doesn't he got he got a, he plays a role. Like not a major role, but he has a he's a small. The he, other one does his time. Yeah, he's but the other but the other one exactly. for the the other one plays for the Lakers, right? He don't play at all. Like he don't play at all. Nah. Um, but, but anyway, yeah. back to my original point. This is what I'm yeah. gonna say about the East. The Nets should be able to win the East because the Sixers is ass. <laughs> we we not gonna just we just not gonna breeze over the Sixers either. But continue. Nah. Sixers I got some words ass. for your Sixers, Shane. I got some words for your Sixers. And and the Hawks. <laughs> Are also ass. So I mean, there's no reason <laughs> that uh, there's no reason that that the that the Nets shouldn't be able to breeze by both of them teams, even with just KD, bro. I don't even think I don't even think it's the, well. I mean, they should. The problem. I don't want to say the 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 Sixers is ass, but we actually got to talk. They about ass, it. bro. No, no, no. no we got no, 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 no. We don't, no, no, no. We got to address the problem. We have to address the problem. We have to say it now. Ben Simmons has to go. Period. He does, bro. It's 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 it's, it's inevitable. It's inevitable. Trade him for James Harden, bro. Jane, trade him for Dame. Send Dame to Philly. The thi- okay, the thing that makes the thing that makes Dame, me laugh. The I thing was, that's laughable. The thing that's Dame laughable to, to me is I was I was on I was scrolling through Twitter. You know what I'm saying last night or whatever it may be. Um, 
and everybody, everybody's talking about how the Sixers gave up a 26-point lead, this and that. And a clip surfaced um, talking about Ben, ben Simmons talking about how he's going to start knocking down his free throws. And I'm thinking this is a, a recent clip. And I looked at the date. It said 2017. Nigga, talking nigga, about the, 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 retweet, the retweet said, check the date, bro. Yeah, it said, it said Hackaben is not, he said Hackaben is not going to be a thing anymore, bro. That was four years ago. And you still can't knock down free throws. Four for 14. You're supposed to be a superstar. And you haven't even practiced on your free throws, up. man. What, 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 what are you doing? And they, they, they tabbed him as the they tabbed him as the next LeBron James at a at a LSU <laughs> LeBron James. Come yeah, on now, Where? now he hasn't he hasn't Where? taken the next step and he has, he hasn't he hasn't taken that next step in the last five years, bro. He'll never he'll never get better until he takes that next step, bro. Because he's hurting the team, bro. At one point, he missed eight straight free throws. That's like dog. You playing the fucking NBA, bro. Eight straight like, playing the league, like. Like your numbers are are up there right now with Ben Wallace and DeAndre Jordan, bro. Like, come on. Bro said Ben Wallace. Man, no, they, they are, bro. It's a fact. That's like, crazy. Someone bring like someone thirty three percent from the line. From the they playoffs. might as well sign Kwame Brown. You know what I'm saying? He he, he do, he'll do a little bit more. You feel me? Like you you can't be an all star or a starting point guard, and your coach can't have you on the floor. You know what I'm yeah. saying? That shit don't that's, even that's make no sense, way. bro. Or you're afraid to shoot a fifteen footer. Come on now. And I turned the fucking game off. They was up like 20. They was up by almost 30 points when I you thought it was off. a done deal. You thought it was a done I deal. I thought it huh? was over. I started watching Handmaid's Tale. Next thing I know, my dad texted me like, you seen this bullshit? I'm like, what? Oh, I, I, I know he it. was mad. I already I know he was mad. On. I turned the game when they down by a point. I'm like, what the fuck is going on? Trey Young said, yeah. yo, Trey Young, this is the Philly special. That's what he said. Philly special. Uh, Philly Not special. Uh, so he had what, 39? That boy cold blooded. Who was guarding him? I don't know. It didn't matter. Couldn't, couldn't, have been, couldn't have been. <laughs> couldn't have been. Couldn't have been. That little nigga's getting buckets. He, yo, he's going crazy. Yo, he's going crazy, bro. He's tough. I don't care. He's tough. He got my respect. And, and was, the, the thing that I like honestly, not to cut you off. Go, go ahead. ahead. My bad. My bad. No, go ahead. No, go ahead, Mills. The, the thing. The thing that I was gonna say was that. The thing that I like about Trey Young is because that first game is that when he got like spit on or something like that or whatever it was like something like didn't he have altercation with Philly fans too as well like game one or something like that uh, was I'm that him so. I thought something happened in the so. game I thought oh, nah, oh that I was thought the last there was, series oh last series okay never mind yeah. but regardless he be he be talking at work and and. And I know Philly fans, Shannon knows how Philly fans are. They be talking, so, and they can't say nothing. And I was laughing because um, Quavo put up a a little a, a story of him and Meek, and Meek was like, "Yo, get this out my face, y'all's bad." And there was another dude from South Philly that went viral on, on ABC talking about, um, "I paid my hard on money for them to come do this, to come do this." Yeah, Is that how you feel as a Philly fan? Hundred percent. I mean, it's like y'all put in all this work, I made all these moves. That's why I say I was a fluky ass, the flukiest one seed I ever seen in my life, besides that Atlanta Hawks team. You know what I'm saying? And it's like it makes it really hard to be a Philly fan. But for me, like I'm not, I can't even sit here and defend it. I'm not even going to try to. You know what I'm saying? But it's like that's one of the worst losses of a Philadelphia sports team that I've probably seen. One of the worst losses I can remember in my of my lifetime, by far. Yeah. Like embarrassing, like embarrassing. I I, I didn't even watch Sports Center. Or first take the next day because I'm like I can't, I, I can't deal with it. If it make you feel better, Stephen A. wasn't on the next day. He wasn't oh, really. He wasn't. <laughs> I don't think so. I don't think so. I would have been, been tuned. I would have been tuned in. I would have no, been tuned in. I don't. But I know Max was out there saying some crazy shit. So I'm like, I Max, can't. don't Definitely. say nothing. Don't say nothing tangible outside of boxing. Yeah, exactly. Nah, nah, him, 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 and Stephen, him and Stephen A. was going at it the other day. I forget what they were debating about because Stephen oh, yeah, A. was contradicting. Yeah. 
because he backtracked on what he said. I forgot what it was. Like, oh, Max? Max? No, 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 no. Stephen A. Had, Stephen okay. A. gave KD a different standard for LeBron. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah I forgot what the con like the specifics, but basically the teams that they were carrying. That's who yeah, it was. The, the teams, teams that, that they were carrying. Yeah, because yeah, they were because um Max was coming at Stephen A. Because Stephen A. was like, "Yo, KD, you know, there's injuries. KD has to be careful. Yada yada yada." Basically giving them the the runaround. But when LeBron was carrying the team with Matthew Dellavedova, oh yeah, he wasn't giving no credit. Man, nah, no credit. So it was like Max was like, "Nah, you contradicting yourself, you know." And that was the first time I seen. I was like. I'm happy for my nigga Max. Okay, okay Max. Max. Crazy. Okay, okay. He may be coming crazy at him. Stephen like, A. been talking wild. He do crazy at him. I'm like, he bro, you a grown ass man, and yeah. you let him talk to you like this? Nah. Hey, let's jump. Let's jump over to the West real quick. Um, while we're on this sports topic, and, and CP3, you know what I'm saying? He, everybody's everybody's proud of him. You know what I'm saying? CP3, he he he's doing what he had to do. You know what I'm saying? He's a league favorite. He's a lot of fan favorite. You know what I'm saying? A lot of people say he don't get enough credit as being like one of the top point guards, if not the top point guard in the league. Um, makes it to the Western Conference Finals with a young Devin Booker and Suns team, and the news came out the other day that he's out indefinitely. Oh yeah, because of COVID. Because of COVID. You know what I'm saying? Bullshit. And. Worst I'm not, luck, man. Yeah, I was about to say, worst luck ever. And I'm not privy to, like, the rules of the COVID because I know LeBron, we've seen pictures of LeBron, like, partying during the playoffs and he didn't have to sit out. So why is there a different standard for CP3 it's... as opposed to LeBron? I mean, obviously we know, but, like, real like it's... real spill. It's some but... bullshit. That's some bullshit. I don't care what nobody says. Bullshit. Something happens. Somebody says something. I don't care what nobody says. Somebody Adam Silver made the call? Something. Or somebody close to him. somebody close to him might have got it. You know what I'm saying? Like we don't we don't know the situation. I know the rules have changed since the vaccinations have come out, but I mean we don't know the full details. Like somebody somebody close to him, like in his family that he lives with, had to have gotten it. But it's not even about that, Shannon. It's like my thing is going back to the whole thing of a double standard. LeBron was out partying with Drake. He was out partying with Draymond. All these celebrities, not even other athletes, celebrities. That nigga, we ain't hear nothing since. Now all of a sudden. CP3 is in COVID protocols. He gave, his, gave somebody a nah, hug nah, in the nah, stands. No, 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 no. Exactly. He gave somebody it's a hug in the something stands. Something sketchy. Like it, it's it's not adding up to me, bro. It's not. That's why I said it's like there's almost no way. Like I guarantee you, he's a part of that. Um, he's a part. He's the president of the players' association. Isn't he, he is. He yeah. Probably, probably got vaccinated. And that's LeBron's. Oh, he is vaccinated. That's LeBron's one of his best friends too. So it's like, what's going on here? <clears throat> that's what I'm yeah. saying. Some, you don't want even want. You don't even want this, this playoffs to continue if he's not really in it. Not that's that you don't facts. want him to continue, but you want to. You want to see him as a, as a, as a part of this the team. You know what I mean? You want to. You want to see them at their best. And even at from the standpoint of like, you also the the NBA has to look at it like all your all your prime time players are getting injured. Like everybody was injured in these playoffs. And now, granted, I'm not saying COVID is not serious because it is serious. I want everybody to understand that. But what I'm also saying is that the standards that y'all have for people, Jokic only got a fine. Uh, LeBron ain't getting no fine. He ain't had to go no protocols, none of that. Mm-hmm. But now all of a sudden, CP3 has to go to protocols and he's out for an indefinite amount of time. Like it, it doesn't, it, it doesn't add up. You know what I'm saying? Like it's, it that's what I'm saying. It, 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 I'm saying if you're gonna hold the standard, hold the standard for everybody. You know what I'm saying? Especially the especially the person who's a, who's the president of the players association. Yeah. It does right by the league and the players all the time. So it's yeah. like, hopefully, hopefully it's not a long, a long, um, he doesn't sit out a long time. It's like one game, two games, maybe if that, but hopefully it's not even that, you know what I'm saying? Right. It, it helps that they swept. Cook. So they have some time to sit off, but. They still going to cook. That's what, one like, more thing. One more thing I want to talk about. Um, yeah. What's up? What's up? Kawhi. Mm. And ACL. 
Mm. Did, y'all see, did y'all see what LeBron put up? Nah, yeah. what he put up? But he was it. saying, like, this is why I said, like, we should start oh. playing the season later. This this is a topic I want to discuss. This is a topic yeah, I want to discuss. Yeah, yeah, I want to discuss yeah, because yeah. because a lot. To say that shit. Yeah, yeah. And a lot of people, a lot of people that are, are not athletes or never performed at a high level. And I'm talking, I'm talking past high school. You feel me? I'm not talking you played high school football. You played high school. But I'm talking like you are an athlete or you've been around athletics. You know what I'm saying? Understand athletics at a higher level where your body is everything, you know what I'm saying? And we all know that the NBA was in a bubble in, in, in a later season, you feel me? And their, their turnaround time from that season to this season was very short. And they played, they didn't, they didn't shorten the season this year, did they? Yeah, no, they shortened okay. it. Ten they did that? Yeah, they shortened So it's not really that that much of a difference, you know what I'm saying? It's a difference, but it's not much of a difference. Mm-hmm. But still, um, I agree with LeBron. I agree with it with the rest time and things of that nature because you're starting to see injuries that may have happened, quote unquote, maybe like around All Star break. If it was a normal, if it was a normal break in between seasons, this probably these these injuries probably be happening like around All Star break. Like normally, you know what I'm saying halfway through the season, people are nicked up, banged up. But now, you see it. You seen that short turnaround time really affect when it's down the stretch and people are trying to perform at their highest level. What do you guys think? I, I see it from both sides. Um, I I do see it also that a lot of the players that are getting hurt are always the players that are getting hurt and be Kawhi, Kyrie, you know what I'm saying? I see it from both sides. I mean, it, it definitely has an effect. It's definitely not a good thing, but a lot of the high profile players that are getting hurt are always hurt. When has Kyrie really? ever been reliable down the stretch? When is you never know when Joel Embiid is one fall away from, from getting injured and Kawhi is Mr. Load Management himself. You know what no. I mean? No, I, disagree. I, disagree. I, I get what you I get what you're saying. I get what you're saying. No, I see it on both to... sides, but I'm yeah. saying like some of the players that are hurt are always hurt. I mean, but, yeah, but but Kyrie, but I put it like this, right? And Anthony I Davis. Think, I mean, Anthony Davis, you can kind of I mean, Anthony Davis, I think is a let me not say separate category because I just don't feel like he'd be working on his body the way he needs to. I think the issue was with Kyrie. I mean, Kyrie was Kyrie's situation was a little bit of an accident, but my thing is that I don't think Kyrie was hurt this year. I don't think he was. He wasn't hurt wasn't. this year. Yeah, he so wasn't. I mean, that situation was a, not, let me not say freak accident, but y'all get what I'm saying. It was a bit of an accident and how that happened. The same thing with Kawhi, you know what I'm saying? James, they were James don't healthy. be hurt like that. Yeah, like. I didn't say everything James was Harden, Because he's never no, I'm just, hurt. I'm, I'm, no, I'm just saying, I'm just giving you, I'm just yeah. giving you examples. Like, a, there's some, because you're saying like, it's a lot of the guys that are hurt all the time. I'm saying there's a lot of guys that aren't hurt that are getting hurt. Like, who? I'm, we just named a few. Name Kyrie wasn't. Kyrie's been hurt for how many how many finals in his previous years? How how much time has he missed during regular? I'm talking. I said I said Harden. I said James Harden. I said Harden. Yeah, James Harden's never hurt. Yeah, for sure. I give you that. But that's the only one though. Who else? I mean, I I mean, I guess my my point is, I guess what I'm trying to say, (laughs) he started laughing. (laughs) (laughs) My point, my point is that my point is stupid. I'm just saying. I got to go with LeBron on this one. Not because he's my twin brother, but just because of the fact that like you got to understand, it's like your body really is. You just call him his twin. Yeah, we born in the same. We have the same birthday. Okay, birthday. respect. Okay, okay, okay. Continue. Yeah, so, Progress. Yeah, stop. Stop playing. Anyways, <laughs> <laughs> nah. But um, yeah, nah. LeBron got a point. It's like I always compare it to soccer because that's where the NBA is trying to go. Y'all wouldn't have a short turnaround season for FIFA because once them niggas start getting hurt, big bread is being affected. You know what I'm saying? And it's the same way here. It's like y'all should have gave these people. You should have gave them time to rest. Like they're no, like I definitely I get agree. It. Like, there's no, like, I get it, contract money, TV money, or whatever. Like, y'all wanted that. But at the same time, it's like, nobody's going to watch the playoffs if Kyrie was balling the way he was balling all season and then Kyrie's not in. 
James Harden's not in. Embiid's getting hurt all the time. Kawhi, who looked like he was about to ball out on the Yeah. You know what I'm saying? It's like nobody – like you can, you can kind of tell, like, the, when we were watching the playoffs, when everybody was in there, you're like, oh, no, nah, this playoffs is going to be kind of lit. Now everybody injured is like, yeah. We get in the playoffs, yeah, yeah. like you said, it was about to be something. We was all like, yo, this playoffs is about to be one of the best we've seen in a yeah, long time. And it has been just, very good. It has been very good. Don't get me wrong. Yeah. But it just don't seem the same because it's like, yo, we want to see Kawhi win a ring. We want to see we want to see what Kyrie going to do. Like, yeah, Chris all, Paul like, get a ring. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Like, my, my I had hopes for Chris Paul getting a ring. You know what I'm saying? So it's like you can't catch a break. I hopes, but it's just no, like, I, I definitely just... agree with y'all. The quick turnaround isn't a good thing for the athlete's body. I mean, it's the same thing with the NFL making guys play on Sunday and turn around and play on Thursday. You know, it's it's, it. it's 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 not sustainable over a long period of time. But I mean, with last year, it was it was a weird year because it was the COVID year. You know what yeah. I'm saying? And hopefully, I mean, the playoffs will end in the end of July, so there'll be a little bit more of a layoff until the next season starts, which will probably even start later. The next season, so I mean, we'll see what happens. I mean, they're starting in October. They said like they yeah. like it's going so they back to like plan on starting season. on time. Yeah, so it's going to yeah. be a short turnaround again. Yeah, it's going to be a short turnaround. That's what, let me ask you this: Do you, do y'all want to see uh, a Hawks Jazz Finals? No, I mean it's not going to be Hawks Jazz. I'm probably. just saying though, like you know, I'm saying with the injuries, you know, what I'm saying these teams is kicking right now. You feel me? Nah, I got Philly it. might I got not make it out this round. You feel me? Yeah, they like, probably won't. They're gonna lose. So, I, mean, I mean, the Suns are going to the finals, but we're not going to talk about that. But I mean, if Chris Paul playing, if he not, uh, even if they not, I got faith that I got faith that they're gonna win. Devin Booker, Devin Booker is cold blooded. Honestly, what what I really want is I want to see DeAndre Ayton go at Rudy Gobert, bro. I just want to see Gobert that matchup. Not nice. I just want to see that matchup, bro. Rudy Gobert is not nice. I keep saying this. This, this is him all game. I'm weak. I, I'm weak. Peep what they did to him the other game. He, they went small, and then he's so easily just, exposed, bro. He can't yeah, like when the small defenders on him. It's like unbelievable. It's not they even got that. Nick they Batum went, guarding him, and he's ineffective offensively. It's not even just that offensively. When they went small, Rudy Gobert was inefficient because what was Rudy Gobert about to do? You know what I'm yeah. saying? Because all, all he another is one, post, another one with no bag. Another he's one, a post nigga. This is all he do. <laughs> this is all he do. No, I'm, I'm taking Javel McGee over Rudy Gobert. That's just me. I'm, I'm, I'm a Javel. I'm a Javel McGee guy because he won't stretch the floor, defend, give me energy, do everything Rudy Gobert does, but give me a little bit of offensive bag. You feel me? Rudy has no zero offensive bag too. He got it's punched on too. That's something. I, yo, I was. I got hyped when he got bounced. I'm like ah, like you know what I'm saying. I was. <laughs> I was like yeah, you know what I'm saying. Defensive player of the year. Yeah, please. I, Three times. Right at him, but let's enough sports talk, man. Let's let's jump into some um, it's a little more serious topics. You know what I'm saying? A little more things we can dive into on on the like the intellectual side, things of that nature. Um, so I was chopping it up with my girl. We 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 talk about a lot of stuff that I bring onto the pod. Like you guys probably do in other chats and conversations you guys have as well. And the conversation that came up that um we were just discussing was um people um on outside draining you with their negative energy. Um, because of their insecurities. And what I mean is like, you're trying to do something that they've never seen done before. And maybe like in their past, I was your parents or someone older, you, your friend or whatever it may be. They never had like the courage to go chase after whatever they're chasing after. So they place their negative energy because like, oh, I couldn't do it. So I don't think you can do it. So I'm gonna tell you, oh, you should take the proper route or whatever it may be. You shouldn't go chase this or go chase that. Um, first, I want to give your thoughts of if you guys ever experienced that. And secondly, why do you think that occurs? Uh, yeah, I've experienced it for sure. Um, 
like even things like something as simple as like going to college, right. Or doing something like that. Some people like in your family never even like fathom that kind of shit. Like, you know how we were all pushed in that direction. You know what I'm saying? And not everybody's kind of like that. So people are like, well, you know, what's, what's that going to do for you? Why am I going to waste money going to school when I could do something else? You know what I'm saying? People want to, people, first of all, throw shade and they be hating. That's the first thing. And then, like you said, people just don't want, when they see you succeed or they want you to be down bad like they are, which is total fucking bullshit. So, I mean, you always want to remove yourself from the situations because you don't even, you don't even want those, like we're big on vibes, right? You don't yeah. even want those kind of, you don't even want that energy like around you. So, I mean, I, I'm, I'm pretty sure we've all dealt with it in some way, shape or form. Yeah, no, nah, it's just the biggest thing is that a lot of times people project themselves onto other people. Like, you know how many, coming from an African family, you know how many times I've been told to go into the medical field because everybody in my family is in the health field. Like, my my uncle's a doctor. My aunt, my cousin, two of my cousins are in medical school. My aunt just became a nurse. Like, I have so many people in the medical field and I'm trying to be a lawyer. Mm-hmm. So now, how does that look? You know what I'm saying? It's like, it's a very, like, not in a bad way, but it's a very dark and lonely road because you're trying to figure that shit out yourself. So it's not like sometimes it's not even from a standpoint of people are insecure because sometimes it is insecurities. But a lot of times people also don't know any better, you know, just from that standpoint. But from people that are really insecure, it's because they're not they don't have the courage to go and chase what they want for themselves. A lot of people like to play it safe, you know, like you do something that you're used to, like hypothetically speaking, you go to college, you know, you probably go and study finance, you know, you go and work for a financial institution and you make your money, you go away and it's cool. You know, some people don't at this point and where we're at in society, a lot of times we don't have to go to college. You can build a business with the way social media is. You can go into tech without going to college. You know what I'm saying? And there's so many different things that you could do, but people don't open their mind to other opinions and other perspectives because they're so focused on what goes on in their world. And not even just that, people also don't know how to process their trauma and don't know when they're projecting their trauma to other people. Mm-hmm. Like if I, if you're a person that I, who didn't do well in school and you're telling everybody, no, don't go to school. College is a scam. They don't help you. They don't do all the, I'm like, okay, so what did you do? Oh, I went to college, you know, but I flunked out. And it's like, okay, so you flunked out of college. So that's why you're saying that. Like, and after a while, it's like, when you don't, you know, have to explain yourself, you just let people talk. People are telling themselves as to why they act the way that they act. Like it's, it it becomes really, Mm -hmm. really simple. So it's like the, the thing is, is that people don't understand is that like, especially like dealing with friends and family who are close to you because they think that they know you, mm-hmm. it, it becomes a very, very slippery slope when it comes to you trying to tell them things because a lot of times like, nah, I know you, you're not going to do this. Like, I promise you, you're not going to do this. This was going to happen to you, you know? So it's, it, it's really interesting to see. It's just people just, people just not confident in themselves, which is why that shit happens. I, I agree. Like, um, just even like with doing all this, like the podcasting stuff, and like you said, lawyer, um, you going to law school and, and becoming a lawyer, or Shannon um, chasing his career and um, becoming a ref in, in, in the profession, NFL, that type of thing. It's like we're all going down a road that's like, I call it the road less traveled, like in our own way, you feel me? And like it's stuff that people not necessarily around us that we've seen do before. Um, so like I always, I always um, have that debate and have that struggle of, like you said, uh, Moose, when to tell people what I'm doing or or tell people accomplishments, just 
because sometimes you get you you become afraid of what the reaction might be because not all the time that it's going to be like yeah they'll be proud but it'll be like a, a backhanded compliment like mm-hmm. oh yeah i see you doing this but oh when are you going to get this so so you can get to this point in your life or whatever it may be you know what i'm saying it's like and i feel like sometimes it becomes discouraging to people um and i'm talking about us not the people that are, that are projecting those energies but it becomes but it comes like discouraging sometimes it's like how do you guys cope with with those feelings when maybe the road doesn't seem clear to people on the outside looking in but to you you know exactly where you're going you can see the light at the tone you know the you know what it takes to get there but because the the people around you have never taken taken a chance or or been on the path like you've been they don't see that um it's you just gotta block it out and you just gotta be around people that believe in you like facts like that's the number one thing it's just like look how many people how do i say this it's like for example look how many people have bought into the podcast look how many people have bought into the stuff that you've been doing miles you know what i'm saying look how look how many people you've connected with you know what i'm saying the same thing with you shannon like look how many Mm -hmm. games that you've gotten to referee look how many games that you've put yourself in, like, look how much you know about sports, you know? And when you continue to look at that and you look at where you're at compared to where everybody else's world is at, you're going to continue to realize that some people are not going to be able to relate to you until like, until they see something. It's like, it sounds really funny, but like, we're all kind of rappers in a sense. Like nobody, like your parents are going to tell you, why are you rapping? You shouldn't be rapping. You shouldn't be rapping Mm -hmm. until you come home and you like, yo, you give them $5,000, not even because of the fact you want to, but shut up money. But it, you know what I'm saying? But it's like, you, it becomes a situation where it's like, they're not going to see it or believe you until they see something tangible. And that's always been the thing, you know, like even me being, me being African, like people, the, the number one thing is always safety over risk. You know what I'm saying? So that's why it's always been, a, oh, go into the health field. Oh, go and be an engineer. Oh, go work in finance. Oh, go do this. And it's like, after a while, it's like, nigga, I don't want to do that. Like, my whole family is full of that. I'm going to go do what I want to do that I believe that I'm good at. And if it don't work out, at the end of the day, it don't work out. Like, mm-hmm. and I'm not saying I'm not saying it's not going to work out, but I'm saying, like, at the end of the day, like, I tried. And what ends up happening is that when you do try and when you do figure it out, it becomes 10 times more rewarding that you went and tried to figure out what you wanted to do rather than you sat in your, you continue to sit down, you woke up every day and you still did something that you really didn't want to do, but you did it just because it was safe. Safe mm-hmm. isn't really living. You know what I'm saying? After a while, you start to realize that when you start to thrive, when you start to thrive is when you start to take risks is when you start to, you know, be outside of your comfort zone. Obviously for you right now, Miles, how you're building the, how you're building your platform. It's obviously not comfortable all the time. Oh you know hell I mean? no! Yeah, Far from me, it, bro. That should be. It's, yeah, it's not comfortable for me either. Being being a creative and actually trying to build up a platform for myself, I know it's not easy for you either, Shannon. Mm-hmm. So it's like for us, it becomes a situation where because we're growing outside of our comfort zones, after a while, I'm not saying it's not going to work out, but even if it doesn't, what's going to be most rewarding is the fact that we went out and did something. And we learn more about ourselves, whether or not we we progressed and it went somewhere or it didn't. And that puts us ahead of, I guess, family and friends, because at the end of the day, what we always talk about here is self-awareness and being happy with yourself. Because when you're self-aware, it makes it easier for you to, one, relate to those people and know mm-hmm. the people who are being negative and not, you know, not going, trying to do things for themselves. And two, it makes you better because it gives you a sense of confidence that, you know, 
I'm strong enough or, you know, I'm courageous enough to try something that'll make me happy outside of the norm, you know? So it's just people who are insecure. Yeah, for sure. That's just what it is. Stay insecure, man. And I'll say for me, it's like not, not everybody's going to see your vision and that's fine because it's not theirs to see, right? So, and, and I think it's very important of who you surround yourself with. That's why I'll forever be grateful for the people that we have around us, like the true ones, because we all know what each other's goals are and we're all pushing each other towards those goals. I'm sure we all feel the same way in, in our respective fields that sometimes, like you just said, like it gets real fucking hard. And you just sometimes you're like, I don't, I, like, should I really be doing this? You know what I mean? Mm. Like you, you, you second get yourself sometimes, but you need those people to kind of get you back on track. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And, like and you know, even is. like, mm-hmm. yeah, like, like having someone like, like Matt Fiance who doesn't really care about football, take time to learn the rules with me. You know what I'm saying? And have somebody like Ray who comes to me and asks me, you know, what can I do to help you? If anything, you know what I mean? You need those kind of people around you that are going to nice. push you. You know, nice. you need those people that, that are going to, that are going to keep you focused on your own goals because, we all we all need that that reassurance sometimes that what we're doing isn't crazy because a lot of people will tell you, oh, you you'll never fucking get there. Moose, you'll never be a lawyer. Mills, you'll never get your brand to where you want to be. You'll never get to the to the league to be referee. You'll have the people around you. You need the people that we that that's in our immediate circle that keep us focused. Yeah. You know what I mean? So you really gotta block that shit out as hard as it is because you can second guess yourself a lot of times. Or like this, like obviously, I'm not saying we we one of these dudes or whatever, but it's like at the same time, Steve Jobs got kicked out of his own company. Yeah, because sure. they told him that he's not doing a good job. Mm. Imagine that, and you know what the fuck this nigga did? Nigga got kicked out, made Pixar, yep. came back, yep. and they were like, "Whoa!" And yeah. that's my thing. It's like, and that's why I said it's it's not about it's it's not a you got to block out that energy. And just believe in yourself and just move. Like, think about that. This man made Pixar, got bought out by Disney, and it came back and it ran his original company again. Yep. After everybody told him he couldn't do it. And now yeah. we look at Apple today, it's like we can't live without any goddamn products. Yeah. And so for me, it's like you really got to understand that that is like people that have these insecurities, it's really more an indictment on them than it is about you. Because mm-hmm. at the end of the day, we're the ones who are going to learn from this experience, whether good or bad. You know what I'm saying? And as black men, I think that's the number one thing that it's like at, at a point, like I'm not going to go too deep into the bag, but it's like as black men, we continue to live. We continue to live in survival mode. We got to survive from the police workplace, all these different places. So for us trying to find a different avenue or a different outlet where we can either express our happiness or, you know, even express ourselves and what we really want to do. There shouldn't be a problem with that, but people don't yeah. look at it like that, you know. So it is the, the last thing I'll say is, and I learned a lot of this from Mills, and it's one of the things that that one of his calls that I love the most about him is you gotta be fucking mentally tough. Oh, you know what I'm see? saying? I yeah. don't think people really understand it's it's easy to say, but it's hard to do. It's really hard to stay mentally tough, disciplined, locked in. You got to be locked in at all times because, like we Bro. say, every day, every day is an audition, and you never know. You know what I mean? So you got to be mentally tough. You got to you gotta block that shit out. Like I said, one of the things that I've learned from refereeing a lot is how to stay focused when yeah. you got motherfuckers barking at you in your ear to, and saying all kinds of crazy, preposterous shit to you. You know, blocking imagine. that shit out, blocking yeah. that shit out and staying focused is, is like something that I'm glad that I've learned because it, I can use it not just in football, but in, in life. How to just block shit out and keep it pushing and stay focused. It's just noise. 
It all becomes yep. noise at a certain point, but you got to be mentally tough. Definitely, definitely. And, and the last thing that that um that I think is also that makes me keep going, and I know it makes you guys keep going. Um, is like when we, especially just speaking of the podcast and us three and our dynamic, is like when we get those random messages from from people that maybe we don't know or haven't heard from or talked to before, like that. And they like, oh, I listened to such and such episode. Yo, I liked when y'all were talking about this. I liked when y'all were talking about that. And I sent y'all a screenshot of um a student. She was like, I think she was like in the Bay Area. I think she said. I know like people are listening in California to our podcast and you sit up like, mm-hmm. oh, I listened to episode 46 and I showed my class and yo, we loved your podcast. Remember I sent you guys that screenshot and I was like, yeah. dang, it's crazy that people all the way out there are tuning into what we got going on on this side of the country. You feel me? It's like, and stuff like that's like, dang, all right, we're going in the right direction. And it's just, and that's just one, that's one person. So it's like just that one, that one random thought of that one compliment makes you keep going you feel me like yeah, you said sure. on top of all the stuff that we just explained so um that's a good feeling to have it's always been about consistency whether you're building a podcast people didn't start respecting the need to know podcast until they really started being more consistent mm-hmm. Joe Budden was consistent everybody it all has to do with consistency people always laugh and people always have their problems but at the end of the day if you're consistent and you continue to put in the same effort every single time you put in and put out what you what you want to do you're gonna get the results that you that you expect you know so that's the number one thing that you always have to realize like people are not consistent with themselves and in in their life so what makes you think that they have a say in how you're going to play out when you're consistent and you trying to Mm -hmm. make something for yourself so i I don't know man facts facts that's 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 a good thing to end on that segment but let's jump into the face of the future song of the day um presented by mbt make sure you follow us on all our social platforms on instagram mbt underscore the one percent on twitter mbt the future and check us out um for all our video content um at mbt faces of the future on youtube um, the Face of the Future song of the day comes from an uh, up-and-coming artist out of the DMV. Actually, our, our boy Ray, he put me on. Um, it's one of the guys he had trained before. He, he plays football and is an artist that's blowing up. He goes by the name of Sojo. Um, and the song that I'm playing is Stuck in Place. I've been bumping it for like the last two, three weeks. It got me vibing. So shout out to Ray. Shout out to the DMV. Um, shout out to Sojo. Make sure um, you follow him on all social platforms at Sojo. Um, once again, it's Stuck in, stuck in Place. Touch 
vibes for you Stuck all in my brain I'm starting to think it'll never go away I couldn't make this up You tried to fake your love I wanna say some But I'm not brave enough And now I'm stuck in place The same place I started And your touch is warm But your love Once again, that was Sojo, Stuck in Place. Um, check him out, up-and-coming hip-hop artist. Um, more on that hip-hop, like, not pop rap, but you know what I'm saying? That more melodical stuff. And as you can hear, he, he was vibing it, and he's talented, man. Um, let's jump into the next topic that's been going on. It's a big it's a big thing in, in, in the hip-hop world, and I'm sure not just in the hip-hop world, but in, in, in a lot of other realms, too. A lot, of, a lot of younger cats are starting to, not starting, but are, ODing and dying off of drugs. You know what I'm saying? It's been a big thing in, in the music industry that's that's been happening for a long time, but it's feel like it's been at a, rap, a rampant pace as of late. And one of the world-renowned artists that a lot of people love, Mac Miller, passed away. It was, it was a few years ago. Um, and now his uh, RIP Mac Miller um, and all the other people that that passed away off of, off of drug overdose, things of that nature, like Juice World, things of that stuff. But back to the topic mm. at hand is, is his drug dealers are on trial or his drug dealers on trial for quote unquote, the murder of Mac Miller or being accused of her having a hand of it. So when it, when it comes to a topic like this or a situation like this, the question has to be asked, should drug dealers be charged as murderers for supplying someone that OD'd on the drugs that they gave them? Go ahead, lawyer. I don't, I don't, I don't like this. Um, and the only reason why I say this is because when people OD normally, I'm not saying that they don't go. So if you want to talk about celebrity overdosing, it's easier for them to track somebody because they're celebrities and they all probably go to a very similar drug dealer. So it's easy for them to get trialed and convicted and things of that nature. But my thing is that does, does this, I personally don't know, but do these things happen to regular people who overdose on the streets? Not usually. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And so my thing is that, like, should they? Yeah. But are they going to if it's a normal human being, like a normal person? No. Like, if I'm Mac Miller's, if I'm Mac Miller's supplier, and because he OD'd, granted, it's not really, it wasn't really his fault. He just supplied the drugs. How he decided to mix the drugs, do all that was not his fault. They're still going to trial him just because of what's the word I'm looking for? It's like an emotional type of it's like an emotional type of conviction because it's they like, want to hold somebody accountable. Yeah, they want to hold somebody accountable. And it's like it, it makes sense. I'm not saying that they shouldn't hold him accountable. But at the same time, it's like if this was a random person that we see on the street that overdosed, we're not going like, yeah, they may try to find a drug dealer. They may be trying to find him, but they're not going to go into extensive search the same way that they would for Mac Miller. Or would they say for like uh actually let me not say because I don't know who overdosed on drugs. Yeah. Using Mac Miller as an example, it's like 
they wouldn't go in extensive research or extensive investigation the way that they would for somebody who's not, if that makes sense. Yeah, I don't know how I feel about it either, to be honest. Um, I mean, these drug dealers that are selling these drugs know exactly what they're doing. You know, I watch, I watch a lot of drug shows, right? So, I mean, and, and, <laughs> and one of the things about, like, these drugs is you never know who's, who's cutting it with what. Who's you know stepping on it with what you know cutting it with fentanyl and all this all these fucking chemicals and shit like that. So these guys definitely know what they're doing. Mm-hmm. Um, so I mean, I mean, and they know it. They they say on these shows, you know, sometimes you know you put a batch out there and it comes back as you know people are ODing off of it. So it's not like, it's not like they they don't know that people are ODing on their shit. You know what I'm saying? So they yeah. know. So in in that aspect, I I understand. All right, maybe you should be held accountable, especially if you're the one that's cutting it with all this with all these crazy fucking chemicals. You know what I'm saying? But like Moose said, at the same time, that's not happening to to a regular average Joe on the street that overdoses. Police aren't hunting down who's who's a supplier, who's a connect, and all that stuff. It's not it's not going down like that. I think with this situation, it might have it might be easier because you know, like Moose said, people might know who his drug dealer was. You know what I mean, and and then said, you know, it's such and such as fault for supplying them with a with a bad batch. You know what I mean. So you know, I don't know. I don't know. It's it's like how do I say this? It's it's really more so about the fact of like I'm not saying. I think that when they talk, when it comes to drug dealers, they come into a situation where, yeah, they may be looking for for somebody on the streets outside of celebrity situations, but they're waiting for it to be a really, really, really big case. Like, obviously fictional, but like someone like Ghost, for example, I'm not saying he gonna have this big ass organization like that, but someone who's big enough in the community, they would go out of their way to track him because it's easier to track him. If somebody dies and ODs from, from drugs, one person, they just be like, well, he OD'd. Yeah, we're still looking for him, but it's not gonna be as intense of an investigation. Someone like Mac Miller's like, yo, y'all kill Mac Miller. Like, we want to find, we want to find mm-hmm. information. ASAP. But, but the you know but I'm the saying? question is, I, let's. I want to stop you right there. Did that person kill Mac Miller, or did no the action the action of no. what taking? You know, what I'm saying that's 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 where I'm trying to get to with what this conversation is. It's, is it the is the person lie? Is that person liable? Because like when it comes to us, say say for quote unquote moves, you're you have a drug habit, whatever it may be, right? I'm your homie, and you're like, yo, you know where I can get this from, da-da-da. I'm like, yeah, I got you. Let me go hit up such and such to go grab whatever. I'll bring it back to you. Good. And I'm the, I'm the person, quote-unquote, that supplied you with it. And next thing you know, you take whatever I give you, and and you die. You overdose. Should I be should I be liable or or what? Like, that's, that's the question I'm having. Like, how does that work? No. I don't know. It's kind of like a gray area, right? Because I'm the drug dealer. I'm cutting it with fentanyl, which is one of the most dangerous chemicals on the, on the planet, right? And it's and it's killing people. Like y'all know about Kensington and all that. It's like rampant, right? I'm the one that's supplying the drugs. Now you already know taking this drug is dangerous, and you could possibly die from it already. I'm giving you something that's like a that's like a booster for the whole thing, right? So, but you already know that it could be cut with whatever. Mm-hmm. You're still taking it anyway. Is that my fault then that you took this drug knowing that it's cut with all this shit? I don't know if that person should be held responsible because you knew what was happening when you decided to take this drug. So I don't know. It's kind of like it's kind of like a gray area here. Yeah, yeah no, that's a, it's, I don't think it's a gray area. It's like you're not responsible for somebody consuming something. It's like if you buy me food, right, you buy me pizza, the pizza is expired and I still eat it. 
you're not responsible for me eating that expired pizza. Like, and that's how you really, like, I look at it in, in, in simple terms. You buy me bad food or you buy me, you buy me seafood. The seafood is bad. I get food poisoning. It's not your fault. Happened to it's me. not. Like, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> like, you get what I'm saying? It's like, you, I can't be held responsible for what you chose to consume. Like at a certain point, like rest in peace to Mac Miller. But at the same time, Mac Miller overdosed because he was doing drugs and drinking alcohol. And everybody knows that. I don't know. I think it was cocaine or pills or whatever. But you're not going to mix drinking or doing pills or doing cocaine with alcohol and think that's going to end up well. Over a long period of time. Over a long period of time. And that's a problem. That's a bit. So that's a super. That's a super I, is it kind of like it's it's my fault and it's your fault? It's the drug dealer's fault and it's the <clears> consumer's fault? It's not the drug dealer's fault because my thing is, if you let's say for example, you buy good weed, you buy him really good weed. Hypothetically, you buy. Actually, I'll put it like this: perfect example. You buy <laughs> weed. You buy weed from the government, from a, a registered government store. You mix it with fentanyl. You smoke and you die. Is the government responsible? No. Um, if 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 you if you if you cutting that shit. With with some shit like that, you know, you know the the consequences that could come of that, which is what I'm saying. Like I don't know, like if it's a drug dealer's fault because, like I said, you don't know what that shit is cut with or whatever it is you're taking. But that's right there. That point you just made right there is the reason why they're gonna. I think is the reason why they can get the drug dealers because they're saying that all right. Well, I think in my point of view, my perspective, I was like a lawyer or whatever, and I'm defend. I'm on Mac Miller side, whatever. My thing is all right. As a consumer of this drug, I'm thinking this is what I'm going to get. This drug, no fentanyl in it, whatever it may be. So where they can come in and say, all right, it's the, it's the dealer's fault is that, all right, what he did on the back end is uh, he cut it with fentanyl, put this in it, and the consumer didn't know what they were getting. So that was the cause of death. You feel me? But you like, know that shit's not 100% pure. You know you're but, not but I'm sa- But I'm shit. just... I'm. I, I hear what you're saying, but I'm saying that's probably that's that's the perspective that they're probably going to go from. Like, look, as a consumer, I'm 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 I'm, I'm coming to get this drug because I know this is going to do for me. I've done it in the past it hasn't been cut this time. I just got a bad batch um, because it was cut whatever way. So this is the drug dealer's fault because he put this in the drugs and told me it was this. But, OK, like but, said, but but hold on, hold on, most real quick. You 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 knew what you were getting into already taking the drugs off the rip anyway. Like I said, you know it's not 100% pure. It's cut with something, even if it's just baking soda or sugar or whatever the case may be. You know it's cut with something. And also, you know, what about the, the longevity of the drug use? It's my fault that he overdosed, but what about the longevity of him taking drugs or whatever for 15 plus years? What about that part? You know what I mean? If, if, I, if I'm the other side, I'm arguing that, you know, what about the longevity of the drug abuse over years? It's my fault because it is one time he overdosed. But what about the, 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 the past 10 years, the past decade? Hmm. That's a good question. You know what I'm saying? I hear you. I hear you. It's Like you said, it's, it's a great it's tough, man. Yeah, it's it is. Tough. It's tough. Most let me ask you, you. Yeah, I was about to say. Let me let me hear. It. Like, do you think? Oh, do you think the guy's gonna get off? Do you think it's gonna like? What probably, do you think it's gonna go down? Probably not. Probably not because he's dealing drugs illegally. And then, like, regardless, he's dealing drugs illegally. He's probably going to jail. But it, it was more so they wanted to hold somebody accountable for it because everybody knew Max Miller. Like, if Kendrick Lamar died right now from a drug overdose, they're sending that man to jail. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, at least he'll at least judge time for selling drugs at the least. Yeah. yeah. Like, I think that's the same thing that happened to Michael Jackson's which we'll call it to Michael Jackson's um doctor. Like even though he didn't give him illegal drugs, it was just a situation where they gave him drugs that weren't necessarily, I guess, he ain't need them for him. He, he ain't need them. 
or something happened and the re- reality I don't think they were pers- I think it was he, they, I don't know if it was Michael they they he gave him like a a drug he needed to be prescribed and he didn't need to be prescribed yeah. or something like that and it, it was something crazy it was, whatever it was but that I was just thinking about that because I saw that on um it was it was a conversation that was being had I'm like dang I don't know which side to go on because it's like like you said the consumer is one thing but Cutting, cutting drugs and selling to people, whatever, that's a whole different ballgame. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, I, I truly don't know how I feel about it either, to be honest. I really don't. I mean, I'm trying to look at it from both sides, and I don't know which way I'm leaning. You know, but, but I, I mean, I, I mean, I don't know, because it's kind of like you, you knew what you was getting into taking drugs anyway. So you, you run the risk of overdosing when you take drugs. And like I said, the longevity of the abuse, it all is going to come to it's, it's not going to end well, eventually well, anyway. Well, like let's That's let's let's get into that, that though. Let's true, true. I mean, yeah, the longevity. The longevity. <laughs> what y'all? What did you say, Moose? He said that's why he does that. That's why. That's why I only do Adderall. That's why I only do Adderall. Man, tripping. <laughs> but that goes into my, that goes into my next my next thing is why is like this drug abuse happening though? Because Mac Miller's not the only like artist or musician or or even entertainer that that. Goes through this has happened or whatever, like you said, like the Juice World situation. Dude comes down on plane, does what he does, um, inhaled all whatever drugs it was, overdosed, passed away. You know what I'm saying? So, like, why do you think this? Because it's not a fad, like this pill popping thing. It's not like a fad that it was like. Because remember, we were coming up, there was a whole a whole scene where it was cool to pop pills, and the whole emo rap scene popped up. That type of thing. That's what they were rapping about. It's not so. It's not so much like crazy amount of people are talking about it like they were at one point, but it's still a thing that's happening. But, but I mean, I think a lot of the times, especially for the kids these days, you hear it in the music, you hear it in the lyrics, popping Zans, I'm off the 30, you know what I'm saying? Shit like that. I mean, you guys have been around the music industry more than I have. So maybe you guys can, can, can answer that a little bit better as to why drugs are as prevalent as they are. I kind of feel like it's kind of, from the answer looking in, it's kind of like the culture Kind of thing like when when I'm when I'm watching like hip hop evolution documentary, they're talking about how they do it in Texas and like you get off the lean and you start smoking weed and it's kind of like just part of the culture, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. So is that the reason why? Um, I'll give you my perspective. So yeah, with hip hop evolution, because I watched that too. I feel like that that specific time was like a, like that that scenario is definitely like a culture thing. Like that's what they do. That's their area. But in the grand scheme of things, when it comes to like the entertainment business or the music industry. Um, I'm just giving you my perspective of what I've seen. This is not fact or whatever it may be. But my perspective is this, that one, there's a lot of pressure on these kids. You know what I'm saying? A lot of these, a lot of these kids, they go viral off of, off of one song, two songs on the internet or whatever, and they sign these deals, and now the pressure's on to do it again. You feel me? And maybe the headspace that they're in when they were making that record is, oh, I was off this drug and I made a hit record, so I need to always be off this drug to, to get to that creative space that I was before to make this type of music. So... It just becomes a habit. Like I only can, I only can perform at the highest level if I'm off this or off that. And obviously, your body builds a tolerance after a while, so you got to take more and more and more, and it gets to that point. That's that's one um, scenario. The other scenario is we always talk about like the mental health, the therapy, and things of that nature of not just entertainers but people in general that are that are being overworked. You know what I'm saying? Or in the workplace, and it's a big thing that's going on right now. People going back to going back to work that have been working at home is just there's not enough rest time you have people taking tours they're doing six month tours come back get only get like a month break going another six month tour like you got these big artists like the weekend or whatever they'll have a a, a u.s tour they don't have a european tour after whatever it may be and they have no time to rest it's just they're always they on go on go on go on go on go and and like these labels and people that are that are 
that are in charge of these acts and, and, and their schedules, they, they're looking at the dollar sign. They're not looking at the person. You feel me? Yeah, yeah, they know. They're just looking at the end of the day. If he performs this many times, we're going to get this X amount of dollars. So we have to do this amount of this amount of shows to get this money to meet, to recoup our bread, whatever it may be. Instead of thinking, all right, how is this going to make the person that has to do all of this feel? So then you get to a point as the entertainer, that's the one that's performing all these shows. All right, maybe I need to pop Adderall tonight to be, have a high energy. So I'm awake. So I'm not down or whatever when I perform tonight, because I just did back to back shows through, three or four nights in a row in three different cities. So I'm not feeling my best. You know what I'm saying? So I think those are two factors that play a part in like drug abuse or, or just taking drugs in general because they need to be on all the time. You feel me? And there's no space for them to just be chill. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. I don't know what your thoughts are Moose. What's your thoughts? Yeah. So no, you, no, you definitely right on that. It's, It's, yeah, I don't got nothing else to say. You're definitely right on that. I can't speak to the music industry, so I just, yeah. I mean, well, even not just the music industry, when yeah. I think about, like, Wall Street, you know what I'm saying? We yeah, all that's what I was about Wall to say. Wall Street is known for, like, everybody's true, doing yeah. cocaine. And it's kind of just, like, one of them things when when, you, when, you, when they talk about why it's because I got to be up. I got to be awake. Everything's going a million miles an hour. I got to keep up. So, like you say, that is, that plays a huge part. Couldn't and it me, sucks, though. man. It sucks. I wish there was an alternative to all that shit, you know what I'm saying? Because eventually that shit is going to take a fucking toll on your body. Nah, definitely. You know what I mean? Definitely. I was I was going to I was going to say moose like you you saying like maybe not apply to like cuz you're not in the industry, but also like you're about to go to law school, you know what I'm saying? We talked about this the other day, like type of hours you're going to have to put into like complete some of the stuff to get done. And even like I had a couple friends that are in law school that completed law school and they said like the hours are like rigorous, like when you're doing on the, it's like even like when it comes to that, like obviously you can't maybe speak on it now because you aren't in actually in it right now, but you're gonna be in it. So like from that, from that perspective, how how do you plan on like coping with what's to come when it comes to having to handle all these hours of work to put in, plus maybe a job you may have on the side or whatever it may be. Like how do you plan on like handling that without going overboard? I mean, I'm a bad example because if I don't, if I'm, if I'm the type of person where I feel like I'm doing too much, I'm really just going to go to sleep. But like at the same time, one of the things I am going to have to change is that it's just scheduling yourself. Like part of the thing is that people don't schedule themselves properly and people don't really, how do I say this? People don't really, they're not honest with themselves on how much they can complete. Like I talked to my therapist about this. It's like, you have to get sleep. Doing drugs is not doing drugs in the long run, especially that's not prescribed, is not going to be conducive to your body. Like you have mm-hmm. to know your limits as a human being on the regular before you even do drugs. Like you don't know your limits, you're just going to do cocaine. And sometimes it, it counter affects it. Like you may think that you're going to be hella productive, but next thing you know, you're going to be swinging on monkey bars in the park. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> so it's like you, you got to understand that it's like you got to understand that. But for me, the number one thing is just like organize my time put into work, study with other people, talk to people who've been there to help me out. Like, that's the biggest thing. Obviously, like when it comes to workplace, like, you know, working on Wall Street, things of that nature, you can't really do that. You know, there's obviously cultures, there's always things inside, like certain cultures inside workforces that are always going to be there. Drugs are always going to be a thing for a lot of people in Wall Street and the music industry. My, my line brother worked on Wall Street, worked for a really good bank. Nigga would work 16 hour days, never once did drugs. You know what I'm saying? It's just, he just worked his ass off. Mindset. 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 Yeah. So it's like, you just got to like, it's, it's really mainly about that. And what I, 
I guess a lot of people. What was that? that? Because I, no, I was going to say something, but I was like, you know what? Let me, let me. I, I was going to say something. That wild, boy started. Was like, yeah. <laughs> was like, I was like, man. Because I was about to say something. So I was like, eh. But anyways, it don't matter. But like, I know a lot of people that have. Like, I'm glad you thought about in, it before you said it then. Yeah. Because I was like, there's a lot of people that worked in, in the workplace and they just do drugs. And they say that, oh, I have this. I have this. Can I get this to focus or can I get whatever? And it's just like you like it's not conducive if you really not having these symptoms, like you just going to be around. Like mm-hmm. people don't understand that. Like to real, real quick, people do Adderall, people don't understand. Like Adderall is not just going to make you do all your work. Mm-hmm. Like you have to be going into your zone and start working. If not, you're going to be doing something else. You something else. Doing you- this, yeah. You're going to be, you're going to be, you're going to do Adderall. Next thing you know, if you go up and that Adderall kicks in and you're doing something you're not supposed to be doing, that's what you're doing for at least another two hours before you think, oh shit, because <laughs> you like locked five, in. yeah, like five. You locked in. Going, you gonna be locked in doing that, like, yeah, and forget yeah. about forget about everything else. Facts. Like, hey, I was supposed saying. to be doing. I'm in this rabbit hole looking at this. I'm supposed to be doing the work over here. Like, like dang, yeah, I forgot yeah. about that. Like, yo, it's like, dang, it's like three in the morning. <laughs> exactly. So if you're not fo- if you're not focused ahead of time, if you're not focused ahead of time of what you're supposed to be doing when you take some of these drugs sometimes, you're going to be doing some shit. Like, next thing you know, you're going to be drawing. You're going to try to remake the Picasso or some shit on, like, cocaine or something. Nah, like facts, You're going to be doing facts. something wild. That's why it's like, that's what I'm saying. Drugs aren't always the best thing to use because you don't know how you're going to react to it. Definitely. Definitely. Uh, I agree. I agree, bro. Um, But, yeah, like, anybody out there that's dealing with, like, any mental, mental struggles, um, just going through things, Um, we talked a lot about like myself on this episode and just like coping with like different things, whether it's outside energies, whether it's um, rigorous schedules, um, just make sure you, you take in some time to take care of yourself, um, taking care of yourself first, your mental first makes, I always, we always talk about like no work is more important than yourself. You feel me? Cause at the end of the day, you can't do your work if you're not here. Um, so if any, if anybody's struggling with that, make sure, make sure you talk to somebody or get help or, or find, find, find yeah. a therapist that you can, that you can discuss with. It doesn't even have to be somebody that's, it doesn't have to be your best friend or whatever it may be, but somebody that's willing to like, listen, listen to you and help right. you and just talk you through whatever you got going on. Um, but yeah, this was yeah. a good episode. Um, I enjoyed the conversation. Um, sh- shout out to all the fathers, man, um, yeah, out there for Father's Day. Happy Father's Day. Lastly, real quick to add on to what Miles said, if you are struggling with stuff and you want to talk to somebody mental health issues, go to betterhelp.com. There's a bunch of different resources. Go call your insurance provider if you're under the age of 26. Go call your insurance provider, see which people are in network. Go get a therapist. There's nothing wrong with it. People tell you the stuff wrong with it. It's really not that. It's not that deep. Trust me. What you Mm -hmm. would rather do is for you to find a way. Actually, we'll talk about this next episode. Yeah. Actually, yeah. yeah. We'll we'll, we'll dive into the next episode. Betterhelp.com. Definitely. Um, that's all I got for episode 62 of the Face of the Future podcast. Hope you all enjoyed it. It's your boy Mills. It's your boy Sam. Peace. It's your boy Mr. Moose. Deuces. Peace, boys. Peace.